This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Today, we're going to be talking to Gus. Gus is 15 years old and he's absolutely killing it with his money. We have a chat about who he is, where he is at in his financial journey, where he's making his money, and what kind of goals he has in place in order to continue on the trajectory that he's on. If you're a young person who's looking to build good money habits and develop a strong financial mindset, you are going to love this interview with Gus. I came away from it super, super inspired, and I think you will be too. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the show, Gus. It's good to be here. So, Gus, I found out about yourself when you posted in the My Millennial Money Facebook group. Glenn from My Millennial Money tagged me and said, you've got to get this guy on Gen Z Money. Um, And the community agreed. Um, So, for people who may have missed that post, could you tell us a little bit about who you are? So, I am in grade nine currently. I have one brother. I like playing rugby. AFL and I like mountain biking and I'm quite interested in personal finance. Awesome. What what got you interested in personal finance? I just always liked trying to build up to buy something or invest in something or just something like that. Yeah, perfect. And what grabbed everyone's attention on that post was how well you've managed to do with money at just 15. You're 15 at the moment, is that correct? Oh, uh, yeah, I just turned 15. Awesome. And how much have you managed to save so far? So I had a goal to try and save $10,000 by the time I turned 15, which was in January. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, I, once I wrote the goal down and started trying really hard to get that, I achieved that goal just before Christmas. So I was really happy about that. And then by the time it got to my birthday, I managed to save about uh, roughly $11,000 split between investments and cash. That's super, super impressive at your age. And with that money, you mentioned that you've got some of it in savings, some of it in investments. What does that look like for you? So I have about 75% of it in stocks in my investing app. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it is actually in investments. Some's just sitting there waiting till I find a good opportunity or something I want to do. And then the other 25% is just in my bank account. And what's your preferences for investing? Are you investing in ETFs or have you got those micro investing apps? What does that look like? Um, I haven't got any micro investing apps, but I have, I've mostly ETFs. I have a few of them. They're just pretty stock standard ones. But I also have a bit of money in Woolworths. Perfect. And how did you learn? I mean, the, the hardest thing for a lot of people at any age is when they want to invest. It's just knowing where to start and getting educated about it. So how did you um, build the confidence to start investing? So my parents have been quite encouraging to try and get my money invested. And I just, one day I was like, I just, just struck me like I've got to learn how to invest because my money's doing nothing in the bank whatsoever and mm. it's just I just need to get it invested. Yeah, definitely. So you said that your your parents were a good encouragement. Had they taught you about money growing up? Is it something that um, you've kind of always had drilled in your head to think about? 
Yeah, well, I have always had good financial habits in, at a young age, doing different, like doing jobs around the house and trying to save that up to buy the newest thing that I wanted or whatever. Yeah, so is there a particular goal that you've got at the moment? You said that you've smashed your $10,000 savings goal. What's next on the on the list of financial goals? Well, I've done the maths and I've figured out that if I keep going at the rate I am, I will make $10,000 this year. And a bit of a, a longer-term goal is to open up a food truck or food-type business when I'm a bit older. Yeah, that's a great idea. And how do you resist the temptation to spend that money? Because I know that when I was 15, I would um, make money from my job at, I think I worked at KFC at that time, and but really mainly what I was saving for was to buy the next thing. Um, so how do you resist the, the urge to spend all that money? Is there any social pressure to be uh, spending more money? Um, there is a bit, but I just tend to, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an extreme saver. I do save quite a bit, but I just think the easiest way is I have most of my money in, I have three bank accounts. So in my one app, I have, I just have, I don't allow myself to spend the money that's in my savings. I only give myself a certain amount per week that I, I'm allowed to spend. I spend on whatever I want. So you've got the, set, the spending account, you've got the savings account. What's the third account? Well, I'm looking into trying to open a super account because my work is making me get one of those. And that's just every, whenever I have a little bit of extra money, I'm just going to be adding that to that account for when I open my super account. Okay. So what's the, um, the motivation at the moment for adding money to super at such a young age? I've just, I've just, I actually listened to a lot of people who have said that if you just do it at a young age, even if it's a little amount, just compound interest, it'll just grow very fast over time. Yeah, definitely. No, that's very true. Um, and in terms of how you're earning this money, you said that you've projected that you should be able to save another $10,000 this year. Where's that money coming from? So I do have a minimum wage job where I work at a local cafe in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which I do. I know people say I hate they hate their minimum wage job, but I, I quite like mine. Just a few shifts a week. Um, but the majority or about half or a bit and a bit more comes from my gardening business, which I opened with a mate and put an ad on a Facebook group for in Tassie and it just exploded. I've got like about 20, 25 customers and it's just going so well. Wow. That's, that's so good. And how do you manage that on top of, obviously you're still full-time in high school, you've got a part-time job and you've also got a business. How do you manage all of that? Um, it's, it's hard. Like sometimes I am quite stressed mm-hmm. uh, when I've got like an assignment due and I've got to do some gardening beforehand. I think that the best way to do it is just to set a certain amount of time to the, like the admin of the gardening business, like get everything booked in and then set another amount of time. Just don't do, don't do it as it comes do it every now and again mm-hmm. so it doesn't pop yeah where did the idea behind the gardening business come from well it started december or november last year and i just 
my minimum wage job is great, but it's a set amount of money and it's a, I can't, I don't really want to work more hours in that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what's a way that I can have a, a bit, a bit easier, a bit better pay? Uh, came up with the gardening business and one of my mates was interested and we got that going. So good. And what are the kind of things that you're doing for your neighbours? What kind of gardening work? So the, probably the main one is weeding, as mm-hmm. we've had so much rain down here in Tassie that <laughs> weeds are just like exploding. So that's probably the main thing. But I also mowed lawns, walk dogs, pretty much any odd jobs around the house. Excellent. And do you find that people are really receptive to you um, putting yourself out there as a young person and offering these services? Do you think that people are actually more likely to want to hire you because they can see how hard you're working? Um, yeah, I do. I think people are really, they sometimes, for example, for a pretty hard job, four hours of work at $20 an hour, um, Sometimes if I do a good job, normally they give me a bit extra, which is really nice of them because it shows that makes me want to come back there just for that little bit of extra. Yeah, for sure. And in terms of, um, so you obviously you, you said you had the Facebook post, which helped you get some clients. What are you doing ongoing? So there might be people listening around Australia who want to do something similar, maybe not a gardening business, but maybe any kind of small business. What are you doing to market yourselves? Uh, so there are once it's a lot easier once you get ten customers because you mm-hmm. you got to make sure you do a, a good job because then word of mouth is the best the best advertisement. And mm-hmm. uh, so for example, one customer I did that was actually my first customer. I, I I did quite a good job there. I put a lot of effort in, and she's since then she's given me a few more customers. And that's the easiest and free way to advertise your services. Yeah, for sure. And then with the money that you're making from the business, have you guys looked into having a business account yet? Have you thought about putting money aside for tax or is it still quite fresh? You're just working through what you've got on at the moment. Um, so the most of our clients actually just pay us in cash. Mm-hmm. So no, we don't really have a business account. It's not, we haven't really thought through it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Still quite new. So that makes sense. So you've, you've got the business going, you've got your savings account set up, you've got your investments. Are there any um, big financial decisions that are coming up for yourself? Not, not really. I guess next year i have on my L's, so there's that looming. If, when I get my P's, do I get a car? Mm-hmm. I haven't really put a lot of thought into it, but I don't know. I could, with my money, I could go and blow a, get a really nice car, but I'm not sure if I could just blow it all in one maybe. Yeah, I imagine it'll be hard when you get to that point when you've saved so much money, you've invested it to just see that all disappear into a car, especially after you've learned the value of all that money. Yeah. So if there's anyone out there listening who's similar in age, um, maybe they've got a part-time job, but they're maybe not at the level um, of yourself in terms of your amount of savings um, and maybe they are feeling that pressure to spend more money and they're finding it hard to save. What advice would you give to those people who are wanting to adopt a similar mindset to yourself? Well, you've got to find something that you believe that you can turn into a profitable source of income, so a service that you can provide to someone, what value you can add to them. 
And whether it's you do a few jobs for free or services, things give some freebies and just maybe it'll go from there. Yeah, solid advice. And what's what's next for Gus? So you mentioned the um, the food truck idea. So is that something that you're wanting to do, I guess, maybe once you finish school or are you looking to do that as soon as possible? Um, yeah, probably when I finish school, maybe I, I do want to maybe have a gap year in between there and maybe potentially go to uni through Bachelor of Business. Mm-hmm. But a few of my mates have not really talked about it very in depth, but we all thought it'd be pretty cool. We had like our own little food truck. Yeah, that's a great idea for sure. And in terms of having that gap year, do you have any idea of what you'd want to be doing on the gap year? Would that be for traveling or would that be for um, starting the food truck? Uh, I would definitely be for traveling, but mm-hmm. I think what my, an idea that crossed through my head, I could do about six months of travel, which would be really nice. Mm-hmm. And then I could grind for six months and just try and make as much as I can to put into that food truck. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think one of the um, ways to make money that attracts a lot of young people for better or for worse is um, working online and having a job that you can do from your laptop. You're obviously an entrepreneur in the sense that you've got the gardening business, the um, the dog walking and all of that kind of thing. Have you looked at any opportunities that can be done online? I have. And as one of my goals for this year, I'm trying to make a drop shipping business and if people don't know what that is, it's a pretty simple concept. You find a product that is on, say, a website such as AliExpress um, that you think could potentially be something and you list it on a, a website like eBay, Amazon or Shopify and you, say, get a brand and build an audience and a brand and then it takes off from there. I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, and, and the drop shipping part, correct me if I'm wrong, but does that mean that you're not necessarily always buying the product and having it coming to your house or to your workplace and then shipping it off? It's getting shipped directly to the customer, is that correct? Yeah, so you never t- you never pay for any product or even see the product, it's just direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, I guess, how you, how you market it to the consumer. Yeah, the only issue at the moment is I, I looked into it and because all, all the cheap stuff's from China, and mm-hmm. all the, the shipping times from China at the moment are just astronomical. Mm-hmm. One of my mates started one and they just had to stop because all these people were like, where's my product? Where's my oh, product? No. It hasn't arrived yet. So it's just it's quite hard at the minute. Yeah, a bit of a rough time to start something like that, but I'm sure things will calm down soon. Yeah, hopefully. Awesome. Well, Gus, it sounds like you're absolutely killing it. I would love to, if you're up for it, check in with you in a year and, and see what you're doing then, have a bit of like a, a progress check-in on the podcast. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be up for that. See, yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Um, and if would you be open if anyone has any questions for you or would, would like any advice in terms of how you've managed to get to this point at such a young age? Um, are people able to reach out to you at all? Yeah, so I obviously I'm on Facebook, but I do have a cooking I really do enjoy cooking and I have a TikTok page called budget underscore meals and if they just message me on that I should be able to reach just reply to your thing pretty quickly I reckon oh that's awesome you know I actually downloaded TikTok because I found it 
it's too addictive, but I'm going to have to download it tonight just to check that out. So that's such a great idea. <laughs> Are you cooking the type of food that you'd like to have in your food truck one day? Um, kind of. I just, it's just, I'm trying to teach, show people that it is, it is really easy to make good quality food and just, I've only uploaded three videos, but I have seen quite, quite like rapid growth, which is quite good. That's awesome. Mate, so you're a, you're a gardener, you're a good cook, and you're an awesome saver and you're an investor. You're just absolutely killing it at 15. We're so very impressed with you and I could not thank you enough for joining us today. That's all right. Thanks, guys. There you go. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.